So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting to read at verse 6. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive what is due to them for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. And on to verse 14 now. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. This is the word of the Lord. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would bring your word to life in our hearts today. In your name. Amen. If you'd like to take a seat. Good morning, church. Um, it's great to be here this morning. Um, we, I think we all like uh, and probably enjoy, and some of us might even love, a good story of transformation. Um, I don't know... Um, I think in, in many sort of films and stories that we read, books we read, and TV, transformation is actually one of the key themes that actually is in the, the things we watch and read. Um, there's even a type of TV program called the, the Makeover Show. I don't know if you're into those kind of things. Um, I remember as a kid there was sort of a couple of really popular ones, ones like Changing Rooms, do you remember that one? Um, and uh, Garden Force. Uh, they're long gone now. Um, if I said those words to the young people, they would just look at me blankly, which makes me feel old now. Um, one of the sort of popular ones now is, is a show called DIY SOS. Does anyone kind of watch that? You know, you get, you've got this guy, Nick Knowles, who hosts it. He's got this kind of rugged charm, um, and he's got his, his team of, of people who come in, and they, often they come to someone's house, and it's someone who's usually like, there's a really good reason for them to sort of help these people, um, because they're usually doing really good things for others. Um, and yeah, they, these, these people, they renovate the house, and by the end of the program, everyone's crying, aren't they? They're all crying, and because uh, there's something about the, the transformation story, can be, it, it connects with us, doesn't it? It moves our hearts, uh, it can be inspirational. Yeah, and as, as I said, in, in the films we watch and in the, the books we read, that there is that transformation arc of, often. We talk about the character arc in stories. You know, we have our protagonist, our sort of person who's the, the main character. And at the start of the story, they'll be in one place. 
And as the story progresses, as they meet people, as they uh, have to face different challenges, we see that person change, don't we? By the end of the story, there's a a transformation that's happened. Uh, And often we might be asking ourselves the question as we're watching the film, you know, are they going to step up and be the hero? You know, are they going to be the one who's willing to risk it all for love? You know, are they going to do it? Or are they... Are they going to face their fears, or will they run away? You know, and there's that that journey of transformation. And like it or not, actually, we're all on our own journeys of transformation. You know, actually, we're faced daily with moments where we have to make decisions and choices, and some of those decisions are small, and every now and then we get these big life decisions. And what we decide to do actually can really make a big difference on the kind of person that we're going to become um, and who we will be. In Paul's final verse of our reading from 2 Corinthians today, he gives a very clear description of what happens in the life of the person who decides to follow Jesus. So it's verse 17 in chapter 5. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is, is here. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, and the old has gone, the new has come. It's like a new chapter in the story of transformation. It's a new beginning. Um, An American pastor and writer that I'm particularly fond of, a guy called Erwin McManus, um, he, if I can get the slide to work, it's not working. Uh, He says this, he says, um, when the creator chooses to dwell within his creation, there is transformation. When our creator God, as we, it says in in Paul writes, if anyone is in Christ, as we accept Christ into our hearts, we're accepting the creator into our lives. And that brings transformation. And that's what Paul's talking about. We are a new creation. And that's what I want to spend a bit of time, I just want to offer a few thoughts from from, um, that particular reading about what it means to be a new creation today. And I've got um, three uh, Ps to try and sort of keep it nice and hopefully memorable. Um, And my first P is that as a new creation, we have a new purpose. And I just want to uh, go back to verse 14 and 15. And Paul writes this, he says, For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all, and that's Jesus. Jesus died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. You know, to paraphrase that, Christ's love, it compels us to live for Jesus, to live for him, not no longer living for ourselves, but to live for him. I wonder today, if we can ask ourselves that sort of honest question, you know, what, what or who are we living for today? What, what are the things that motivate us and maybe get us out of bed in the morning? <clears throat> Speaking about uh, what motivates us, um, I've been married for almost eight years, been with my wife um, almost 13 years, and over the, those years there's been many Saturday mornings where she might turn to me and say, Dan, why don't we go shopping today? Now, I don't know about every man here, but certainly I'm never massively excited by the prospect. And um, 
Nat, Nat very much, I think, caught on to this quite quickly, because often the conversation now goes something like, oh, what, I, I fancy going to Blue War today. And I'll go, oh, okay, okay. And she'll go, we could go, to, go have a burger for lunch. Oh, let me go and find the car key and make sure we've got the bags in the car. Um, I, I, I don't know about every man here, but I certainly feel like we're, we're very sim simply pleased. Um, and food is a great incentive. Um, and suddenly, my motivation has changed. Um, and at the moment, I know Linda kind of mentioned that we've got there's some football going on, and that's certainly for me a great motivator in the morning, uh, the prospect of just football all the time. I love it. Um, so, yeah, I wonder today, I, actually, we can just ask ourselves that honest question, you know, who, who are we living for? Are we living to please God? Or, you know, sometimes are we living to please ourselves? In the, the book of Ezekiel, um, there are several times where God speaks to his people and, and he promises that he will give them a new heart. And he's talking about actually this moment, about accepting Christ into our lives and becoming a new creation. And part of that is that we get a new heart. And now the heart is all about our desires, isn't it? It's about our longings. It's about, it kind of shapes what actually gives us purpose. And it made me think back to that verse, the start of that verse 14, for Christ's love compels us. Over the years, I've often reflected on what does that really mean? And this week as I was preparing, I felt God kind of give me an insight and I had the phrase that it's like we're under the influence you know, much like if someone drank, drank too much, they would be under the influence of alcohol. Actually, as we reflect and meditate on God's love, and I think that is the most important part of that is actually reflecting on the cross. As we reflect on what Jesus did for us on that cross and how God sent his son to die for us, the more we do that, the more we're actually becoming under the influence of God's love. And it shapes who our desires. It shapes what we want to do and who we want to live for. We are compelled by love. We are under the influence of the cross of Christ. Um, I've already mentioned of uh, TV. I'm, I'm quite into watching the odd t television box set. Um, and over the years, I've watched several um, American political sort of dramas. I don't know if you have. A, one of the sort of best ones is the, the West Wing, if anyone's watched that. It's, it's a classic. Uh, recently, I've watched... Uh, Madam Secretary, that's quite good. Um, but often there's a scenario where you've got the president and perhaps one of his staff has done something really good and he might want to thank them. And that person, if they're being, they might, whether they're being genuine or not, they might say, oh, I serve at the pleasure of the president of the United States. And what they're saying by that, you know, I serve at the pleasure, it's, it's, it's actually what, the money isn't why I'm here. You know, the, the fame isn't why I'm here, and I'm not here with my own agenda. I'm simply here to serve what you want to do. And I, I've kind of felt like, actually, thus today, as a new creation and with a new purpose, actually, we're here to, to serve at the pleasure of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So that's a new purpose. Um, as a new creation, we also get... Uh, our next slide, we get a new perspective. Verse 7 um, says, We live by faith and not by sight. 
the kind of verse that I think probably most of us have heard many times. You know, we live by faith and not by sight. What does that mean? That means that actually we see beyond just the appearance of things. So in our circumstances, whether they're bad or good, actually we can see beyond them and see things with a, a heavenly perspective, a godly perspective. I'd like to offer my sort of description of what that looks like. Um, and I think actually when, with a new perspective, actually we see our circumstances with God in our sights. So whatever our circumstances are, actually God comes into the situation. We see beyond what might be earthly possible and we see what could be impossible. That's what living by faith means. We see beyond the appearance of things. And there's many examples, particularly in the, New Test, uh, in the Old Testament, of people who did this. They were actually great heroes of faith. Um, and probably the most obvious one is the very familiar story of David and Goliath. Um, we have this situation where we've got the Philistine army and they've got their champion, Goliath. And he's taunting the people of God and the armies of God and he's giving them a challenge. And the, the, the Israelites, they're just, they're scared, aren't they? They're terrified. They're full of fear. Except for one guy. We've got David, our hero. And what does he say when he hears the words of Goliath? He says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He sees beyond this giant of a man, Goliath, who's taunting these people, this, this great champion. He sees beyond that, and he brings God into the situation. And he says, no one is bigger than my God. We sang it today, didn't we? Our God is greater. He is greater than anything we can face. And I wonder if we might feel like we've got giants in our lives at the moment. We've got issues and challenges that we feel like, actually, oh, they're too big and we might feel afraid. And actually, we get to bring God into that situation. That's amazing, isn't it? We get to bring God into our situations. We get to have eyes of faith. We have a, a new perspective. So, as a new creation, we have a, a new purpose, um, and we have a new perspective. And I don't know about you, but as I was preparing this, and I was looking at my life, honestly, I kind of felt, man, I, I don't always get this right. I don't always feel like this accurately describes me. Am I always living like a new creation? And I want to offer you some, some good news, I guess, today. And this is my third... P. Like we, it's actually it's a, it's a new process. It's a journey. Actually, it's not something that has to happen straight away. It's something spiritually, yes, something spiritually has changed, and actually we have a new destiny, we have a new future. But it's something that we learn to grow in. You know, Paul talks about how we're being changed from one degree of glory to the next. It's a daily choice to follow Jesus. Uh, the New King James translates that Verse 7, that's not we live by faith, it's we walk by faith. It's actually it's, it's a step-by-step -step thing each day. It's a journey. You know, we, as I said at the start, we, we're in our own journey of and story of transformation. And it's a, it is a journey. 
Perhaps today you're sitting here thinking, uh, you know, oh, I haven't really started that journey yet. I haven't yet ex- accepted Christ into my life. Perhaps, you know, some of us might feel like we've got perhaps stuck in a bit of a rut. You know, I was going really well on that journey. But things have stagnated somehow. Maybe we feel like we're growing, but things are a bit sort of stop-start. No matter where we are at today, actually we all have that choice. We can make that decision today anew to follow Jesus and to allow God into our hearts and allow God into our lives and to be willing to be transformed by him. Last night we had our Thanksgiving and Testimonies evening and it was such a special time. And essentially what we heard was people's stories of transformation. You know, how they were at one point, and how God brought them into a new place. Such an exciting thing last night to do that. So, to summarize, we uh, are a new creation. We have a new purpose. Uh, We are now living, or can live under the influence of the cross and God's love. And that will deepen our desire to serve at the pleasure of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We have a new perspective. God is now in our sights. We can bring God into our circumstances. And whatever issue we face, we know that our God is always bigger. And he's never going to forsake us. He is there. Fighting for us. And finally, we're in a process. It's a step-by-step thing. And by by the grace of God and through God's help, we can grow into the reality of this new creation and we can be transformed. Let's pray. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we do thank you for what you did on that cross and how you changed our destiny and our future. And Lord, I thank you that you are so interested in our lives that you would want to come in and be a part of our, our every day. Lord, help us to be open to you and to be led by you and guided by you so that we might know what it means to be a new creation and to be transformed by you. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. <clears throat>